can I be as bold as to ask this question? I'm assuming nobody's gonna respond, but oh wow, I'm gonna need a footstool. <laughs> Does this lower? Well, I don't, I don't want it flipped. Like, does, does that make sense? Like, does this go down? Um, is there anyone in here? Oh, I could do that. <laughs> does that work? I'll be getting a leg workout tonight. Um, does it move down? No, then you're fine. Is there anyone in here that does not want to hear what I have to say tonight? Because if you don't, there is someone downstairs watching the little ones that has asked for what I'm going to say tonight. So I'm just saying, if there isn't, if there, <laughs> he said, tell it. Like, I don't want to make anyone. So our, we have some little ones that would love your care if you want to swap out your hunger. You guys are, I'm not going to, it's probably not going to be straight. I thought Jason was responding and running downstairs. <coughs> well, I don't know. I think I like Dwayne's idea better. I know, either way, right? Yeah, I think I like Dwayne's idea better. Can I swap it back? Sorry. Sorry. All right. Uh, I am not sure. Like, I'll step on the chair to write on the... Huh? Yeah, because then I was, like, writing like this. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not sure. Sorry, Jason. Sorry, guys. All right. Um, tonight, uh, I am I am going to try to. Um, basically, tonight is review. We've already been over this, but I think we're going to hear it in a new way, because when I released this, this was probably two and a half years ago, that just for some reason didn't end up on podcast. So I'm doing it again because as you guys have been going through the podcast, a lot of people have had questions. Can you please tell me what you're referencing when you say words like the uncreated realm? Can you please tell me what you're talking about? What was that? And for some of us, it was one of the most pivotal nights to shift us out of uh, religion. And so it's been heartbreaking that we don't have it on podcast, but because I've gotten a lot of questions, I'm like, okay, let's stop, let's do a review. At the same time, I'm not the type of person that just wants to stop and do a review for the sake of a review. I want to make sure that it's inserted and it makes sense with where we are. And I think it's, I think it's going to make a lot of sense. And I think it's going to definitely maybe snap some things and actually not only bring review, but also give us a little bit more understanding of the overall picture. Um, there's... When, when I say the overall picture, there's this, is that my hair? Um, oh, yep, it went underneath. Um, 
I, so this is going to be review, but at the same time, it is making complete sense with where we are. And I think it's gonna unlock some things in the overall picture as a whole. Uh, because I could, I did get to go to podcast night last night, and I can tell that there's not just a, a, a wrestling with like the latest sermon or the latest thing, but a real wrestling in 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 almost like a, a wrestling in what is it that Yahweh's doing, like an overall. So it's almost like tonight's going to be a review, and then kind of like an overall in order to, I guess, kind of like a chiropractor, snap some things into alignment for us to be able to understand how we want to move forward, okay? So basically tonight is a review. We're going to be going over the uncreated realm, and if I have time, which I don't know if I'm going to now, uh, we are going to get into Matthew 5. Um, and I, I, my heart is racing, and my heart doesn't ever race. Like, I'm not the type of person, like, oh, I'm preaching, so my heart starts racing. So when my heart does start racing, I'm kind of like, what, what is that? Like, I want to lean into that and figure out what that is. Um, because I, I recognize that I get extremely excited and extremely passionate, and there's a lot of things that are swirling all at once, and, it's, and for me, it all makes sense. Like all the swirling and all the different dimensions, I'm seeing it from multiple places. And to me, it's all the same table, whereas it may not necessarily come across that way. So I know that I might be jumping around, but there's, um, before I get into the uncreated realm, something that weighed heavy on me this past week was Halloween. And I don't know if I ever touched base with you again, if I could talk about this. It's okay. Um, I, two services ago, what I released was about our belief systems. And what he wants us to do is he wants us to be willing to let the belief system that I have made sacred, that I have said this is immune to any type of critique or criticism because this is a belief system, which means that's a good thing. This is what I believe. This is my convictions. This is my hardwiring. This is my software program. This is how I was raised. This is what I think. This is what I've studied. This is what I've been told. This is what I know. This, was my, this is my conviction. Those are good things. We stand firm on our convictions. But what happens when your convictions are just a little bit, the trajectory is just a little bit off? But, which is, oh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I, I can try to do that. Um, so this, we never want to be a people that says, I stand firm on my convictions but then get to a place where we're not willing to let our convictions be tested. Because the purpose of a conviction yeah. is to release the conviction. Right. If, you're, if you won't release your conviction and you won't let your conviction be tested, then I don't know if it's a conviction or if it's a hoarding system of a belief system that you don't want exposed. Yeah. Right? So it's a good thing that we stand on our convictions, but then if you're standing on your convictions and you're not playing both sides of your conviction then I don't know if it's a conviction or if it's a hardwiring issue. So ultimately what he's after is, is getting at those belief systems. So can I just say something that I saw last week? 
So last week we had uh, a working night and we got into our groups and we sat down and we tried to identify our sacred cows is a word that uh, we're using to just identify that thing that's like, this is my conviction, this is my belief system and I don't want you to touch it. Therefore, it's sacred, you can't kill it, you can't touch it, you can't nothing, but in reality, I'm after killing it, I'm after touching it, I'm after getting my hands all over it, not because it even needs to be dismantled, but because that's what's going to withstand the test. If you can't, if your conviction cannot withstand a mother touching it, try the world. Try when things get hard, right? Yeah. Yahweh's wanting Ruach to get in there. And if you're like, Yahweh, I don't want you to have any part of that, then what happens when Hasatan gets his hands all over it? Yeah. You will be you yeah. flicked to, you'll be, you'll be dust. It's not, you so this is where this stuff gets ironed out. And that, and then ultimately what happens is, is then family becomes the enemy. Well, you touch that and it's like, somebody's going to touch it. At least let me, at least let us touch it. I might as well work it out here than to work it out somewhere else. Okay. So, last week we got into our circles and what we did was we identified struggles. Right? We said, you know, I'm really struggling with this pillar and so I kind of have this going on and I'm kind of holding on to this, but what makes me lean into the, that whole, it, it became a conversation of what am I working through? Powerful, amazing, absolutely necessary. That's step one. The purpose of that worksheet by the end of this night season is to not identify what your struggle is, but to identify why you struggle with that. I want the belief system behind your struggle. This is not the greatest lie ever exposed in your life is, man, I really realizing I struggle with addiction. Yes, awesome. You need to become aware of something that you've never been aware of. But at some point, you're going to have to go beyond the addiction. At some point, you're going to have to do some work to figure out what is my belief system that causes me to be dependent on anything other than Yahweh. Because if the pillar is Yahweh, for example, then if I'm addicted, then ultimately it's not about the addiction. It's about the belief system that something is feeding you outside of what you could be dependent on. It's not even that addiction is necessarily bad. I don't know if that's kind of a weird way to say it, but I would assume that he would love that if I was addicted to his word right? If that's my source, it's about dependency and not being so afraid of the word addiction or being afraid of the struggles. So I love that we identified our struggles, but just when you're looking at that worksheet, continue to press in because the purpose of that worksheet was to identify the belief system or the sacred cow that you're holding onto that causes you to struggle. So I don't want us as a family to stop at the struggle, but to get to the belief system of what got me to the place that's making me say that I, I struggle or making me struggle. Does that make sense? So just know that as we go through this night season, that is the purpose. Meaning, um, let me give an example. Saying, um, uh, I'm, trying to think of an, I'm trying to think of an example without like thinking of, like if, if you say, um, Give me an example of something we struggle with. What did you say? Self-reliance, arrogance. So, like, if 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 what would be the pillar that we would write that under? 
knowing him, maybe, versus knowing ourselves. Covenant. So just the example would be being uh, self-reliant versus being in a partnership. So then that's a great thing to be aware of, but the purpose then would be to try to figure out what caused or what belief system do I have or what lies am I believing or what is it that my thought processes is causing me to be self-reliant in the first place. So that's ultimately because it's not... Any one of us in this room wouldn't be like, don't you touch my self-reliance. I mean, maybe. But the reality is we're aware enough to say this is a battle. That's not even what the enemy is after. It's not. It, it, any one of us would be like, okay, well, I, I struggle with this. It's the issue of when you get to why you're self-reliant that you'll realize, oh, no. Not, not it, it might even be... Um, it might not even be like, oh, no, don't touch that. But it's almost like, oh, I didn't even know that was in question. It's a truth that you're carrying that causes that, that you wouldn't even recognize. I didn't even know that that need. It's not even something that you might even be trying to hold back. It's just something I didn't even know we had to put that in question. That's an obvious truth. That's what he's after. Those obvious truths, that's what he's after. And I'm hoping that tonight we'll also release more of some of those obvious truths as we uh, review the uncreated realm. So, the reason why I talked about Halloween is because the overarching thing that's going on here, somebody's like, what's going on over there at Kingdom Heirs? Shirley, can I use you as an example? Shirley comes in and starts talking to dad, starts talking to Justin, and says, I have, I've been a Christian my whole life, and every Friday I come in here and it's new, and then it's new again, and then it's new again, and then it's new again, but I've known this my whole life, and it's so new. And so I took my Bible, and then I took my Tree of Life Bible, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to highlight in my Tree of Life Bible everything that I had in my Christian Bible because I want to translate it and see what it says. And Yahweh told her, no, because nothing that you've highlighted in that is anything you know now. If there's anybody that I can give an example to, Shirley has probably been the longest Christian in here. That is a powerful thing to be able to say, I'm not even able to transfer what I thought I knew. Isn't that powerful? Because then he's, he can get at all of those things that she may say I'm struggling with because she's saying, I am brand new, have it all. Could you imagine being able in the spirit to say, I'm, I'm um, oh, I don't even know the age. I'm five again. I'm five again, and everything that I absorb at the age of five is now kingdom. Could I feel for two years what it's like to have Ruach and Yeshua as my elder brother and Yahweh as my father and be in the kingdom and be able to absorb that atmosphere so that when I turn seven in a couple of years, my analytical mind will be able to understand something I've never understood before versus trying to figure it out now and saying, yeah, but this is what I know. And he's like, but that's not necessarily in my kingdom. So, again, I keep bringing up Halloween. I, I get fired up because, um, and you guys are going to have to excuse me, I have a little bit of a throat thing going on this week. So, if I go, 
sorry. <laughs> um, I get fired up because I have been made aware Like, I'm about to have some meetings with the community. <laughs> like, I am not happy. When I find out that my little grandbabies are going to a Christian community and they get told that you're worshiping the devil, why they got a pumpkin costume on because you worship a candle... Like, my inner being is... It, I, it, what I mean by this is our belief systems are so obvious. It is completely normal for a Christian to be like, oh, so what, now you're worshiping a candle? While they have a witch's hat on. Or, or and that is totally normal. Or like, oh, no, I wouldn't partake in Halloween. It's just a f fall festival. Or the compromise. And you're going to tell my little ones that they're worshiping the menorah? Have you read your word? Have you read your word? Even if we're doing it wrong. Even if everything I am saying is completely wrong. At least the candle is in the Bible. I don't see a pumpkin. Old, new, Revelations, John, Amos, Judah. I don't, I, it's in the word. I don't see fall harvest in there. I don't see a pumpkin and I don't see your costume party. I also don't see your Christmas tree. I don't see all the gifts and I don't see all the compromise. I don't see a bunny and I don't see eggs. And now I am leading these ones astray to be a devil worshiper? Are you kidding me? I, it makes me want. This is not, let me explain something. I am not a Sanawa fan. Okay? I'm not a Sanawa fan. I'm not an FUSD fan. But let me tell you something. Last year in November, I walked in, you would not not see a menorah everywhere. I saw menorahs. <laughs> At Sanawa, the world, it would be blasphemous to not honor all religions. So when I walked in, I saw every day a candle was lit. Every day a candle was lit. I'd walk in, oh, they know it's day seven. It's crazy. There was teacher. I'm now, now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like that there's an inclusivity. Is that the right word? Like, you know, they're also honoring a lot of flags and a lot of holidays and all of those things. I'm not saying that that's the way to go. But why is it that the world is okay with the candle and the Christian community will tell my little ones that you are a devil worshiper? Because you don't celebrate Christmas? <laughs> it's like when you get into this, it is so obvious what I'm trying to release is that is how hardcore our belief systems are. That I, this, this little one that said this to one of my little ones did not come up with that themselves. What was the other thing? Jews are going to hell? Yeah. You worship a candle 
and Jews are going to hell. Okay, anti-Semitic parents, can I please have a meeting with you? Because that doesn't even make sense. The world doesn't, I mean, uh, we doesn't, why would you, this is being raised up in the church. But I mean, we've heard this before. I'd rather go to a bar. I would rather go to a bar than go to a church service. That says something about where the church is at. This this arrogant, self-righteous, we've got it all together. Like I'm saying, even if this is all craziness, at least it's in the word. Right? I mean, all of a sudden, a candle is like crazy. Uh, Sunday school taught us about the tabernacle, and there are candles in the tabernacle. It's called a menorah, <laughs> right? Like, it's, cra- it's crazy how you can learn it on a Sunday, but then it doesn't translate when you go into the world. Then when somebody starts to walk out his purity, all of a sudden that looks so foreign, you must be on enemy's territory, and you're just walking out the purity of who he is. So there's going to be some things that seem weird or some things that don't make sense. There's going to be some things when you start to stand on a conviction like not following uh, in the holidays that the world has given out. And all of a sudden, your your, uh, not kingdom, I mean, I don't know how else to say that, but I think that that's just what's blowing my mind is it's like, Is this making sense? I'm trying to relate how real this is. We can come in here on a Friday and say amen and I want to be new. Then you go out into not even so much the world, but just a Christian community. How many of us have had the most backlash from followers of Yeshua about our convictions? We're not necessarily getting, you're not, you're not getting uh, neighbors Upset about your Hanukkah decorations, other than family members, neighbors, yeah. neighbors that are fine. You know what I mean? Like, that is like the biggest, like, push, push. Because what's happening is, is you're laying down man's tradition. You're laying down man's tradition, and man wants the power over you. This is what's so powerful. At the end of the day, these little ones that decided to stand up and say, I'm not doing this. Not, I don't, not one of my brewer kids got made fun of on Monday for not wearing a costume. Not one of them. You did? From who? (laughs) He's like three people. But as like a whole, it wasn't a thing to where they were set apart. So then in, in a church community, You set yourself apart to say, I'm not going to do that. And you're made fun of for not doing something that's more biblical in front of people who are trying to be biblical that are doing the opposite of the Bible. That's how strong our belief systems are. Because like I said, this this kid that said it did not get that on their own. What what six-year-old, what seven-year-old, what eight-year-old, what nine-year-old, what 15-year-old says Jews are going to hell? 
Who taught them that? Okay. That was just like a little pedestal I had to. But the purpose of that is because we are stepping into some things. And we're stepping into the purity of some things, like what Nehemiah did. We've been called a house like Nehemiah. It was lost because of bondage and slavery. The traditions were lost, and Babylonian traditions took over to the point where generation after generation after generation, they began to fall away from the original traditions and follow man's traditions to where they didn't even know. Does that sound familiar? They didn't even know they were deceived, which is why I want to come across tonight, and I have, and I know it's crazy, and I know that this is not the, I'm the one cooking, and I'm the one serving the plates, and I understand some of my kids are like, I don't like that, and then it's like, well, I'm not a made-to-order cook, (laughs) so then you don't need to eat until next time, and when you're starving and not thriving, you're going to blame me, but I've been cooking this whole time. So I am cooking some things, and I understand that it might not necessarily be what we like, but this is why I want to be as bold as to say I do believe Christianity is filled and full and absolutely the deception on this earth. So when I get accused, well, you have, you have turned yourself away from Jesus. I was at one point like, no. And now I'm like, yes. By the name you call, yes. By the faith and religion that you identify with, yes. And I'm not even saying I, I, I identify with, uh, I'm trying to get out of religion. I'm not trying to step into one. I, I, I don't even know what this is. But what I do know is it is not Christianity. And that's why I want to be as bold as to say that the belief system that has said, no, we moved away from Catholicism, mom. And then Catholicism became, you know, the Reformation. And then we were Protestant. And so we are free people. All I'm saying is, is that there's, 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 there's some heritage and some lineage that has happened throughout the time that we have not been exposed to. Uh, partly because we won't step outside of time. Typically, a pastor goes to seminary, they come under a doctrine, that doctrine is then taught to them, and then that seminary teaches them, and then that's what qualifies them, and then they teach that doctrine, and then they teach that... Hello. Do you need it? You want to get this? Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so it's like you're in this, like, wheel, right? You're just, you're in this wheel. Well, the remnant is not part of that wheel. The remnant, like Nehemiah, begins to read the word. And then you're like... <laughs> There's a candle in the tabernacle, and it's in Revelations. 
Wait, I'm not seeing scarecrows or pumpkins. Hold on. Christmas, trees, bunnies. What are we doing? Why are we doing? It says that they shall be healed, and they shall be healed in my name. And everybody keeps saying in the name of Jesus, and we're not getting healed. Okay, I'm starting to get hungry. What's going on? Something's going on. Someone has stolen our power. Someone has hidden the truth and then masked it and said, you have all truth. You're a Christian. That's why that's the greatest deception. People who don't know him, (laughs) people who don't know him are, I believe, better off than people who think they know him and it's not even his voice. And the reason why I know that is because I have a testimony of someone who has said, I woke up to a father figure with his arm around me, and all I had seen up until that point was his feet, and so it was the father. And all of a sudden, his eyes lift up, and he looks up, and he sees Yahweh in front of him. And it freaks him out, because he's like, then who is next to me? And he gets a revelation. Hasatan the entire time has been saying, come under me and kill yourself. Come under me and take your life. Come under me. You're full of shame. Come under me. And you're thinking, this is Yahweh. Yes, I am lowly. Yes, Yahweh, I am, I am going to hell. Or Whatever lies that would come, right? You, you're, it's not, it's obvious when you say it here, but when you're underneath it, hearing a daddy's voice, what's been fathering you, what's been nurturing you, what's been comforting you, all of a sudden you wake up and you're just like, whoa, you're over there? What? Who is, oh, that's what's happening in this night season. I've, I'm, I am nestled into, what is that? That's ultimately what's happening. And that's why I say it's the greatest deception because people who don't even know him are in search of him, can find him. But if you think you know him, then you're stuck if you're not willing to look up. Does that make sense when I say that? That that's why I believe that there's such a deception and why I can say so boldly about it because there are people that are saying, I have all righteousness. I have all knowledge. I have all wisdom. I've been studying this book forever. And then breeding hate, anti-Semitic breeding communities that say, if it's foreign or I don't understand it, then it must mean it's not of him and I know better. And what just, and, and it just, it, that doesn't, they don't do that at bars. I can go to a bar and fully say that I am about to celebrate Hanukkah and they'd be like, yeah, (laughs) can I come? Yes. Say that in a church and they're like, Hanukkah? What are you, a Jew? Here's the first question you're going to get if you haven't all gotten it. Are you Jew? Are you guys Jewish now? What are you, Jewish? Are you Jew? Are you Jew? Are you Jew? Yes, because the Old Testament was only given to the tribe of Judah. It's like once something opens up to you, you're like, whoa. Whereas that is, but this is the belief system. This just happened to me. I'm a hygienist. 
and he was asking me about my schooling and he was talking to me about all this stuff and so I'm telling him all this stuff and usually it's like really cool because I'll be like, well, I only work here on Thursdays because I'm a full-time minister. It's usually what I say. Oh yeah, where? <laughs> it's a place called Kingdom Heirs. <laughs> well, where's that? You know, you start all this stuff and he just, well, what is that? Like Judaism, Christianity, what? And I was like, uh, uh, I should have, I should have said we're Hebrew. For whatever reason, I said, the best way to explain it is Messianic Judaism. And he, he looks at me and he goes, so you believe the Messiah came? Oh, yeah. And he was like, then you're not Torah observant. And I was like, I... <laughs> So, it, but here's the thing. It's the first thing in my mind. Oh, I just want to ask him. So does that mean that the Torah was only given to Judah? Because I'm pretty sure at Mount Sinai, all the tribes were there. But I couldn't, I didn't, I, it wasn't the platform. But that, I'm just saying Christianity has a belief system. And if you have a menorah, you're a Jew. Jews have a belief system. You believe the Messiah came, you do not have access to the old covenant. Either way, and we're not both. I mean, we're not either. Okay. on the uncredited realm yet. You had the right answer. I did it wrong. I didn't realize he was Jewish. And if I would have known that, I would have known better to say that, but I didn't pick up on that. I should have just said we're Hebraic and then go from there if they ask questions. Typically, the next thing you're going to hear is that's just a language. Well, so is Spanish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so is English. So is, like, you just, but yes, that is usually the next question that comes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I'm going to try to do this justice. Um, if you want to open up your word to Colossians 1, 16. Now, I know that maybe, do you mind opening it up to that way? I keep talking. Um, Colossians 1, 16. I know that everything I said may seem irrelevant to the uncreated realm, but you'll understand because when we are Hebrews, we are going to understand some things that I don't know if we've ever understood before. Typically, what a belief system does, I'm just going to point to this before I even do anything. Typically, what a belief system does, it keeps you here. Or it'll keep you here. Or it'll keep you here. Being Hebraic, we are going to be a family that understands it all. And so this is why I think that this is super powerful, and it's also going to explain some questions that I did hear last night about even the law. So tonight we're going to be talking a lot about laws, not necessarily what we've been saying in the law, but there are laws. Can I just preface a couple of things? <laughs> if you are 
Well, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Let's just go into the uncreated realm. All right. Colossians 1.16. Sorry. You specifically said you hate that. And I stung for a little bit. Okay. For by him, some things were created. Oh, it does? (laughs) For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, the seen and the unseen, whether thrones or angelic powers or rulers or authorities. Okay? So he created all things in heaven and on earth, unseen and seen. Pretty clear, right? Okay. So, I'm going to write this. Nobody throw an egg at me. Just just stay with me. He created all things unseen and seen. Okay? He created the heavens and the earth. The teaching and the revelation about the uncreated realm is that there's more. And that is what we call the un... It's going to be really hard with the microphone. Uncreated realm. So, this, I'm not going to get up there, is the glory realm. This is the unseen realm, and this is the earthly realm. Okay? We, our body, soul, and spirit. Now, the reason why this is such a powerful review is this is absolutely foundational to everything we've been walking in. So when someone comes to me and asks a question, well, what are you getting at about all this stuff? Does it mean this or that? You have to understand, I'm looking at it from a dimension of this being my foundation. I'm not even on that battlefield. I'm looking at it from this as my foundation. So what we're about to dive into, if this is not your foundation, you're going to get really messed up because you're going to start trying, you're going to, you're going to, uh, it's, it's going to, it's going to get weird. If, um, if I say to you, if I say to you in this realm, all things are possible, but then I release a teaching on why are we not observing the Torah? You're going to say I'm a hypocrite. 
without this picture, all things are possible. Possible. You are seated at the right hand of Christ. You are Christ. You are free. Are you obeying the Torah? It says in Revelations that those that obey my commandments will have access to the tree of life. Wait a second, that sounds hypocritical. That doesn't make sense. It does if, you're, if you get this. So that's why this is so powerful as review. If we don't have this, it is not going to make sense because it's going to depend on which realm I'm speaking from for you to understand what we're talking about. Okay? We are seated with him. And if you jump off a cliff, you're going to die. It's pretty hypocritical. But all of a sudden, if I say something about the Torah, that's like, what? Okay. You have to obey the speed limit. But you said all things are possible. Right? It doesn't make sense. I'm speaking about the Torah based on us understanding this. But it's going to sound weird because we're talking about instructions. And yet, we also have access. So it's going to sound, it's not going to make sense. So when I say the greatest lie ever told is that you don't need his laws or his, I hate that word, it's not even the word law, that you don't need his instructions. Okay, let me give an example. I have an inheritance. We actually just calculated it today. What did we say net worth was? Yeah. Three million, three. There's an inheritance. It's real, right? But I have some instructions while you're on this earth, okay? But you said it was a free gift. Oh, it is. You did nothing to earn it. You, you didn't do anything to earn it. You just were born, baby. All that work has been done. Okay, so I should be an entitled brat and be like, only Dwayne is allowed to do that. Give it to me and give it to me now. I have some instructions because it's going to kill you. And if I gave a two-year-old $3 million, they wouldn't even understand what position they had. How can you be given things here if you're, or how can you understand this if you don't understand what the position costs? What are you governing and ruling over if you don't even, if there's no relativeness? If, if, if he gives me a free gift and gives me $3 million, but I don't understand the laws of this earth, think about it. If I am only a spirit being and I'm given $3 million, it means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. But if I understand on earth what $3 million does, now I understand I have access to it, but there are some things I have to play out on this earth with that $3 million. So, are we okay up to this point? So, 
Let me give some examples, and then I'm going to talk about the church era and where I think we've been and why this, might, why this could get confusing. Well, let me just say it now. I believe the church era did a really good job of getting us out of our body and into the spirit. Wouldn't you say? I'm going to elevate you out of your body, and we're going to deal with the spirit. And that's powerful, super powerful. But here's the thing. There's more. And what happened to us when we denied this? Because we're not renters anymore, remember? So when the church era said, you need to get into heaven, you need to declare and decree, you need to reap and sow, you need to, you are, you, you are greater than. When, when that happened, that was amazing, but we're still under some things. I'm still not behind the veil. And now I've neglected a huge part, can I say this, the trinity. Think about the thirds always going on in the Bible. What happened in the beginning before Genesis? What fell away? How much fell away? Right? So there's an aspect to this pattern of what happens when you get into a belief system that says it's only one way. You're, you're neglecting or falling away from the fullness that he has. Meaning, I'm also here to tell you that we're not entering into a kingdom era where we are all this. You would think that that would be the natural progression. Man, we did really good with earth, all those laws, all, those, all that time, right? All, all, the, all the laws and how we function on the earth and all of that. And then the church era comes in and Yeshua steps on the scene and it's like, whew, look what Yeshua did. You get to see the angels. You get to see the demonic. You get to see that there's a spiritual realm. That's what happened. Here's, I'm just trying to be as simple as possible. Here's old covenant. Okay, here's church era. Neither one is correct. We cannot be all earth and we cannot be all spirit. I mean, sorry, all soul. But he came from the uncreated realm and sent himself to the lower parts in order to bring us up. To leave? No, because he said now. We can get into it, but all the scriptures I'm about to give you say you are seated when? When you die? No, when he died. Now. So I'm seated now, but I'm still here. So it's not done yet. I am seated here, which means that's where I govern this and this. If I try to govern this from this, we'll talk about that. If I try to govern from this to deal with this, we're going to talk about that. But I govern from here not to fly away and sit there, but because I am to govern this and this, and that is our purpose. And I believe that Christianity said your purpose was come a little higher 
get into the spirit realm and one day you're going to die. And when this goes away, ah, actually, ah, not even, not even talking about the uncreated realm. Right? But he said now, and I'm saying there's more. This is awesome. So what I'm getting at is that we're not getting to a place where we're going to be seated here and we're just sitting here. Because there's purpose for this and for this. Now, Yvonne's not up here, and I was not planning on talking about this. But in Genesis 3, when it says that he had to cover them with skin. That is when this realm came into play. When he breathed into them and they were walking with him in the cool of the day, the pictures from Sunday school that we have is that they had two legs and two arms. But they were fully soul and fully spirit. After the fall, this comes into play. Now, here's the thing. Is the fall over? No, I see two legs and two arms. JJ is right there. The fall is still at play. Would anybody disagree with that? The fall is still at play. We still have this. We have an answer and we have access, the era that we're in right now is gaining that access, governing from that place, and figuring out our purpose from that place to deal with this and this, period. The church era taught us, leave this. Push down your flesh. Do not be in abundance. Do not take care of yourself. Uh, fast, pray, you need to read your word more, you need to, right, you, you, had, you had these things to lift you up into this area, which was awesome, and you should do that, I'm not saying don't fast, but we neglected then this aspect of who we are, I am still a body that needs to be cared for, this is going to probably be a sacred cow for some of you, because it's one of mine, I did not think I was supposed to love myself because if I did, that would be prideful and arrogant and you are not to love yourself. And through not loving myself has caused some major problems in my relationship with him because he adores me. So I'm at odds with my father because I was taught you're not supposed to adore me. And he's like, but I adore you. Well, no, no, no. You can say that to me, but I can't say that to me. So, okay, so let's go over a couple of things. Is this making sense? So what I'm saying is where we're going is not to just teach you guys how to be all spirit because we have a body and we have a soul. So being Hebrews, we are going to learn how to govern I don't, I, I don't know why we would go in kicking and screaming. This is amazing. We are going to learn how to govern earth. And we are going to learn how to govern our soul. 
and we're going to learn because we're going to learn to govern from here. But we are not going to be so heavenly minded where we're all spirit and we're neglecting our soul. Don't you be ruled by your emotions. Don't you let your emotions rule. Shut them down. You declare and you decree. Okay, in this realm, that works. And I'm going to go through this because there are laws in each realm that work. And they are not bad and they are not wrong. But they need to be understood where they're placed and where they fit. And all of this is going to make sense. Okay? I need some water. Hold on. Let's go over a couple of examples. Um, money. That's a fun one. Oh, so I'm just doing the arrow. Let me say this about religion, because I know that uh, somebody did have this question about, like, well, if we're trying to get out of religion, aren't we stepping back into religion? Let me explain religion. Here's religion. Every single religion, every single one of them, I don't care, it does not matter, every single religion says you work your way up. That's religion, okay? Kingdom is you work your way down. Does religion, if I'm working my way up, and that's religion, let me, okay, let me say it this way. If I'm coming down, does that mean I don't have to abide by earth's laws? So just because I'm obeying earth's laws does not mean I'm being religious, it means I'm governing what I'm supposed to govern. Okay, religion, the only thing that defines religion, and every single religion does that, is you have to work your way up to get to this. Kingdom says you already have it and you work your way down. But as I'm working my way down, if I abide by my, by the earth's laws, does that mean I'm being religious? Depends on my heart's position. Two people can operate the same law or the same instructions. One can be religious, one can be free. That's why when I'm talking about this, I'm, I'm looking at it from this perspective because a heart's position can be filled with religion to say, tell me what to do, tell me what not to do. I just want to make it. Okay, that's religion. But if I already have it and I'm governing, tell me what to do. Tell me what not to do. I got an earth to dwell in. I've got something to multiply on. I've got something I need to govern. That, do you see, see the difference? What, what Christianity, I'm not going to even call it religion. What Christianity has done has said, stay here and you don't ever need to deal with this. Okay? It's still filled with laws, because there's laws here, and they work. <laughs> but we didn't question those laws. Okay, so all he's doing in this night season is he's revealing some earth laws, because he wants us to govern this place. But it's not from a place of doing something or not doing something in order to gain. The access has been given. But because it's been given, I want to do what he said to do in these realms. I'm not subject to the same laws here as I am here. 
Let me say it this way, eating. Okay, law on earth, don't eat pork. It's not good for you. Does that matter here? No, I'm eating him. I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. But I'm just saying, like, there are things that are going to sound weird because in him, all things were made new. But then what happens in Christianity, well, all things were made new. So eat whatever you want. Okay, I'm still a body. And you're moving against some laws that are going on in the spiritual realm. You're saying, make me healed. So you're in the soul realm. I'm going to declare, I'm going to decree, I'm going to reap, I'm going to sow, I'm going to access my angels, I'm going to... And then you're going against those laws by doing the very opposite thing here in your body because you're not, you're not connected, you're, you are a body. That makes sense? You cannot say, please lower my blood sugar while you're unwrapped, like... In the name of Jesus... get rid of this generational curse of blood sugar in my blood system. That's what we've been doing. This is what we've been doing. Here's the thing. Do not go like this. Okay. I'm never going to touch that again, and I'm going to be healed. Because now you just entered into religion. You're working. You are healed. Your blood, you are. There's a scripture that's going to offend you. It says you are like God. It's in Ephesians 4.24. That you are like God. (gasps) I don't have blood sugar here. I don't have that here. But Dwayne is like God. Okay, okay, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm getting there. So if you're, if you're governing, here's the thing. If you're not here, and you're not here, and you're only here, and you're governing from this place by my will, I'm not going to eat in order to gain access to that healing. That's now religion. If you come from a place, I am healed And because I'm healed, show me what's going on in this realm. Show me what to do in this realm to make my body line up with the truth that you have said. Chiropract me. Give me an adjustment. This, what did I say? Give me a Justin. That'll do it. (laughs) So this is going, so going to Dwayne's question, this is what I'm talking about. Two people cannot eat the cake. One is filled with religion and one is free. This is why we cannot judge, and I'll get into what judgment does in each one of these realms. This is why we cannot judge somebody else's conviction. Because if I'm not eating pork, don't say I'm being religious. I've had an encounter, and he showed me something in my bloodline. So my body and my soul are lining up with what he said. But it is a very fine line, and I get that. 
It's a very, very fine line. And, it, and it's daily. I can step into works like that because I am obedient. <laughs> and, and so I, I get that. But I want us to understand that this is what's happening. Okay? So money. Sorry. It's 15. Okay. Money. Are there laws about money on this earth? Noel? Are there laws? <laughs> are there rules and laws about money on this earth? Okay? There are good ones. Invest your money. Okay? Investing. So this is just, I'm just giving some examples. What I'm trying to get at is I am free in him, and I believe that the church era said he's coming back. So don't invest. Because we are so, and I don't even know if we were coming from an uncreated realm because we didn't realize that there was more than heaven that's been created. Meaning that we have been operating under these laws, trying to guide these laws, and we just said these laws are better, so we're just not going to operate here at all. And you were still subject to a law system, and we're going to get into what this system is. So money, invest. Great. Awesome. Let's just say one to two ratio. I am not gobby. All right, then you get into the soul realm. You get into heaven. You get into the unseen created realm where the angels and the demonic and there are spiritual laws. Here's a spiritual law with money. Reap and sow. It's a spiritual law. When I tell you we're seated here, does that mean I'm telling you stop reaping and sowing? Does that mean that I'm going to tell you to stop investing? It just depends on which realm you're operating in and where you're governing from. But what's happened is, is we, so, so when we were taught reaping and sowing, did we, did we go, well, what are we going to do? What, what, are we, what are we becoming religious? No. It was, a, it was a higher law. This works. Reaping, sowing, multiplying. Uh, you can name out any, but there's a ton of spiritual there, there's laws that are unseen is what I'm getting at. And they work. Right? So you, one to four ratio? So I want to invest, but I definitely want to access a higher law. So why not invest and give so that I can receive Right? Not, not that you give to receive, but you know what I mean? There's laws that work. What I'm getting at is gravity works. And because the story's not over, you're still subject to gravity, which is what I'm going to get at. You're still subject to the Torah. You're still subject to investing. You're still subject to body. You're still subject to earth. But this is not a bad thing if you know where you're gov governing from. Because it's not doing it in order to. It's a gift because he's giving you guidelines on how to operate in that realm. He's giving you a mystery. He's giving you secrets. Why do you think the Christian church said you're not supposed to read any of this stuff? Because they don't want to care about earth. But sorry, this isn't going anywhere. Okay? So, reaping and sowing. But then, behind the veil. There is no ratio. It's a free gift. I have access to it all. Because it's a free gift, 
I still have to operate with what he's created. We all can amen the free gift. This is why you'll struggle. You'll amen. It's a free gift. I've been given all things. The realm of possibility. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. All things are possible. That means in the realm of every possibility is available to you. And at the same time, I have a soul. And there's the demonic. And there's the angelic. And there's a fight over my destiny. And there's a, right? There's, there's, there's spiritual laws that will, there's generational, put it in here, generational curses that lock up the free gift. So then down here, you're praying through the generational curse to have access to this. But religion says pray through it so that you can versus you have it, now govern it. Tell it. Move it. This is what it means until the enemy is our footstool. Because we are not down here saying please. We are up there saying yes. But even beyond the spiritual laws is what I'm getting at. This whole teaching was about being, going beyond. We thought that the highest spiritual realm was break those generational curses. Right? We did, and that was awesome. But there's more. There's something beyond your generational curse. There's something beyond the demonic. There's something beyond the angelic. There's something beyond. And this is beyond your body, but that doesn't mean we don't do it. Let me say another, uh, let me give another one. Healing. Is this making sense about belief systems versus struggles? If I'm seated at the right hand of Christ, do I have anything wrong with me? I am fully healed. What do we do with that wrestling match when I have a sore throat right now? What do we do? Well, here, I was taught, essentially, ignore it. You have a demon attacking you. And you need to figure it out, and you need to pray about it. Call it out, look at him, and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of me, Satan. I'm not mocking that, because that is a part of this realm. That's why we're multidimensional. There are times where I could look at somebody and somebody would be like, why, am I, why do I still have a, a limpy walk? And I might bring up a devil. And then there's other times where somebody says, I, I, there's a, there, <laughs> I have to heal my body. I have to be so in tune. What is my body saying? I am the tabernacle. He lives inside of me. I am the holy place. I'm the holy place and I've been told to ignore it? I am, a, I am the holy temple. What is go? what it, does this mean? So, 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 you might drink echinacea. Does that mean I don't have faith? I'm getting my body to line up with what my soul is saying. Okay, I'm, now I'm, never mind. This is why we have to govern, because what I just said could get really confusing with pharmaceuticals. 
So Earth is very close because there are other systems at play on this Earth. That's why the story is not over yet. There is a Babylonian system and there is a lot of temptations. That is why you cannot operate in this just body realm. You have got to know what he's saying. But just because he's saying something doesn't mean that I don't engage in some things down here. Like I just ignore my body. Like work, you know, work it down. It's, it's going away anyways, right? This is why a lot of revivalists will die early because they're just going, 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 and they never stop to take care of this skin, this flesh, this vessel that has been given to me for such a time as this to carry rock. Way different, right? How many of us went through the teachings? Body, soul, spirit, right? And separation and your flesh, right? Beat your flesh down. Beat your flesh down. Push it down. You want something that's all flesh. What? I mean, am I the only one? But I feel like that's like an ingrained thing. You push your flesh down. You don't rest. You don't have time to rest. You push, push it down. You got things to do. You got, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to do this spiritual stuff. So, so you're, so then, what? What is? Oh, Greek philosophy. Yes. And either or, black or white, right? You can't have both. God forbid we would be a light being in a vessel. But that's what he's doing. That's who we are. That's why all of this, all of this, when, I, when I'm pissing you off in a couple weeks, all of this is for us to remember our purpose, to remember who we are, why we're doing it. And what we've been robbed from. Because if we're told, push your flesh down, there's some things he wants to do to care for. Because he has given you an earthly vessel in this fallen state. Meaning we're still in a fallen state. That's why I have skin. That is why I am not beaming with just light. Sometimes you'll see that come through. Because of some things that we're going to get into. When you understand how to govern, I'm not saying that we won't surpass some laws on this earth. What I'm meaning, oh, how do I say that? If we get this right, maybe let me say it that way. If we can get this right, I do believe that we will defy some of these earthly laws. But until we get it, we are subject to them. That right there is a wall. I <laughs> I almost did. I'm like, now's my time. I've been practicing. Ooh, not really, maybe. But like the reality is, on this earth, in my flesh, I am subject to that wall. If I walk into that wall, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk into the wall. Okay? At the same time, if I can get this, and I'm tapping in to who I was pre the fall. The original intent, if I can get this, then I essentially am a soul being and a spirit being that has always been his, that is only on this realm with my skin that you can see. 
for such a time as this. But there's more to me than just this. So when you, we get this, I do believe that he's going to, this is what the remnant, uh, I don't have enough time. This is what the remnant is. This is what is, this is what he's after is he wants us to remember who we are because he needs the remnant to be able to govern. He needs us to govern. And when we do, we will be light beings in the sense fully healed, fully transformed, fully walking by another set of laws. Why? Because we ignored the laws that he told us to be subject to while we're here? No, because we've learned how to use them for his good, to glorify him, to set us apart, to be fully healed, to be walking in our fullness. So look at it this way. The tree of good and evil is right here. This is the tree of life. After the fall, he said, you don't have access to this anymore because you now know good and evil. That's why there's laws here. You can do a lot of good here. For every good thing, there's an evil thing. The tree of good and evil. For every good thing here, there's also an evil thing. It's the tree of good and evil. There's good and evil in both realms. Okay? But what did I read a couple of weeks ago in Revelations? The remnant is going to know Yeshua, and they are going to obey my commandments. And those will have access to the tree of life. So when we eat from the tree of life, we're going to learn how to govern this, but we cannot, not one of us can say, well, it's just all about the tree of life. It is from your governing state, but you cannot say the only thing here is the tree of life because I see skin, I see skin, I see skin, I see skin, I see sin, skin, skin. We're still on earth. Sin, I see sin. Not, I did not say that. Skin, I mean, I might have said that, but I didn't mean that. Is this catching Meaning, I'm going to say the word subject to because I don't know another word. But we are subject to the tree of good and evil because of Adam and Eve. Okay? Now we have access to another governing realm on how to handle what's still here through Yeshua. But just because we have Yeshua does not mean just stop right here. It's easy why you're going to work tomorrow or not work tomorrow, but you, you, right? I mean, there's a reality to that. So this is why I will get into Matthew five. So boldly, how can we say it's done? He came. Yes. And he gave you access to this. There's also some stipulations with that. Just now, now hear me. It's not about stipulations, wrong or right. It's about the, the beginning of what I said, a free gift inheritance given to him. There are some instructions that I have. Because if I give you the tree of life in the midst of this realm and you don't know how to wield it. If I give you the tree of life in the midst of this realm and you don't know how to wield it. So there are instructions for our flesh 
that will guide us on how to operate within this realm. Just like there are laws and things that are spiritual that we are subject to that are going to help us and guide us through this realm. But our position comes from here because of Yeshua. But just because Yeshua gave you a position, we would be undermining ourselves if we said it's done. Then why am I here? Why am I here? That's the rat rate. That's the wheel. That why am I? What is my purpose? Should my goal be, and I've talked about this before, I'll say it again, it's review. Should my goal be that at okay, I was born in 1981, and I'm not gonna write the date of my death. But let's say my death is here. I've been there before. <laughs> right? So if I say at death, at my death, listen to how powerful this is. At my death, I get the tree of life. All of you guys are saying, like, that's crazy. But that is Christianity. At my death, I have access to this. You've now made a death covenant. And you have undermined everything Yeshua did. Because it is not about you and it is not about your death. It was about his. And he said that you get it now. Not at death. Now. And this is why this is a huge thing when we start talking about heaven and hell. Or when we start talking about, well, what about this all here? And what about this all here? Based on over there. I'm going to say something that he actually told me not to get into. But just to kind of throw it out there. The past is not real, and either is the future. The past is not real, only the present moment, because your past is through your filter and through your memory of what just happened. It may not be reality. Just like the future you do not know yet, but being present and in the moment is what can change your past and your future. The problem is, is that we have been robbed from a powerful thing about being present because we were told later, later we can do all this. Later we will learn. And that is undermining Yeshua. It is undermining, the goal has shifted that I don't want what I'm going to do later or where I'm even going to be later. I want to know where I'm at right now because a sacred cow could be your past and also your future. If you think you know the future, that could be something you're not wanting. That could also be tainted by your belief system. So the only thing that I do know is present moment now. And how much have we been robbed from by focusing on healing the past or ruling the future? And what he wants is for us right now. Amen. Okay. I'm going to throw out some scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You guys can read them later, but basically this is saying you are a new creation. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, You are righteous as he is righteous. Ephesians 2.6, You are seated in heavenly places. 
Ephesians 4.24, you are like God. Those are some powerful things for your spirit. All I'm saying is, is if this is where we're seated, can any one of us be like, amen? So it's done. Are we chewing or am I not making sense? You are seated with Christ and then you go home. You are seated with Christ, and then you have a spiritual attack. You are seated with Christ. Like, he is saying, that because of Yeshua, this is where you reside. It does not mean, though, that this is no longer here, and this is no longer here. The purpose of this is to understand, to remember our purpose, and to govern. Let me say something just so you can get a visual. We've been studying the tabernacle. You can also look at outer court, inner court, holy of holies. If I was to say to you, it would be absolutely crazy if I said to you, it's all about the Ark of the Covenant. It's all about the holy of holies. Just stay there. Don't worry about the outer court. So there's no sacrifice. There's no cleansing. There's no light. There's no meeting his face. There's no understanding that our flesh has to shift out of a worldly realm and into another realm extremely intentionally. We don't know this. Yes, we do. It's the same with every single teaching that's going to come. What I'm saying is, is could we be a people that could learn how to get to a point where you are aware of all three realms at any given moment, and it could be as simple as and now I'm different. Not because I was told you're seated with Christ and just awesome. But what does seated with Christ mean? And it only means something if you manifest it or do it in the realms he wants you to govern. I could say it this way. He doesn't need a bunch of gods up here. You are. He is the king of kings. You are a king. He's the elder brother. He went first. You are a priest. He's the high priest. You are a king. He's the king of kings. Elohim, he's the Elohim of Elohim. Okay? But we're still here. The story's still at play. It doesn't do any good to just say, I'm all spirit, and not learn how to step into a realm. Step into the other realms and understand what you're subject to in those realms. So that's, I was going to say, using the word subject to, I, I don't like that word, but in reality, because I'm not under, I'm not, I'm not under because I'm over, but if I am in this realm, I am operating in the laws of this realm that affect me. 
because I am flesh. Okay? This is why we have to govern from here because I was, I was just about to say you cannot supersede the laws of this realm unless you're governing from here. But it doesn't mean that you're not, that you can't, that you're not supposed to know about this realm. It doesn't mean that you're not supposed to abide even at times in this realm. It's how you're abiding because he's got some principalities. Can I talk about that? He's got some principalities that he wants to do, deal with over regions. Who's going to deal with it? By us playing around in the same realm? But that doesn't mean leave and escape and go into this realm and then just never deal with the principality over other regions while they're just all like running around lawless. There's a purpose for us. He's got some things to say to me about some principalities. The problem is, is that the Christian church taught me how to deal with principalities in the principality realm. And told me, neglect your flesh. So now I'm dead and tired and irritated and frustrated and full of bitterness and I hate church. What good is that? But we're going to learn how to take care of yourself. Why do you think people come here and go, everybody in your family is beautiful? And I'm, I mean, my dad says that. They're all gorgeous. I'm like, I know. Because there's something happening on the inside. Amen? Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm already over, and I didn't get to Matthew 5. Um, I... Um, I didn't even get into cases and judgment. I'm not going to get into it, but just know that just like money and healing, insert anything. Judgment. This was super foundational to what's next. (laughs) Judgment has to do with justice and laws. And if you want justice on earth, there's a certain way to operate in justice. Okay? You're in America and you tried to appeal a case in Iran, it's not going to probably go the way that you thought because you could say, but by, by his stripes, I am healed or whatever your case may be in Iran's gonna be like, I don't know the Christ you're talking about. And you are going to be subject to that authority. It does not matter how many times you profess the name of Christ in Iran. If you are in their court system, you are in their court system go to Mexico. If I get pulled over because I have uh, 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 disobeyed the law and and the cop comes up to me and I go, but I am seated with Christ. (laughs) It could work, but it might not because I have civil laws. I've got a law that I have to abide by. Okay. Same with judgment. You want justice? You're going to have to, uh, the authority that you're under for that justice is, is still applying. Okay? You want justice? Reap and sow. This is in the spiritual realm. Vindicate my name. Okay. And while you're here, you want justice, you're going to get justice. What's the law for justice up here? Love. It's a whole different set of laws. Not even laws, but it's a whole different realm. Justice is moved by love. 
So when you step into this realm, you're filled with love to be able to govern when you want justice for justice and when you're in this court system. But does it mean that this court system isn't here? If I had a crazy encounter and I am filled with love, I still got to pay my parking ticket. So we don't have time, but getting into Matthew 5 is why we're going to break down, I did not come. Do not think. He doesn't say don't operate. Do not have the mindset. Do not have the belief system, please. Do not think that I have come to do away with these laws because I came to bring them meaning. The word fulfill, which we're not going to get into tonight, but the word fulfill does not mean, well, it means to give it meaning, to fill it up. You continue to read through the entire chapter, and that's why he keeps saying, you've heard once with me, let me tell you what that means in your heart. Because what happened between Jeremiah and the renewed covenant? You had a heart of stone, I wrote the laws on stone, and I'm going to give you flesh, and I'm going to put my law on your flesh. I came to give it life. What was on that stone, I came to give it life, which is why I can say, I told you at one point to not uh, commit adultery, now I'm telling you why. And now I'm telling you what's in your heart if you do it this way. He did not come to do away with this. Clearly, I just talked about the parking ticket. Clearly, he did not do away with the unseen. We know that there are spiritual battles. I did not come to just take care of all, to not take care of. I didn't come to do away or get rid of all this. I came to give it meaning so that you would have access to your true self pre the fall, remember who you are, to go back to Genesis when I said, you are the ones that are to govern. You are the ones that are to govern this realm and this realm. Does that set the tone when I start talking about the laws? Because there are laws that we have been not, we don't even know them. To keep our bodies set apart. But it is not so that you can obey them to get this. That would be Judaism. That is not what this is about. But I believe that Christianity has said be all spirit. Forget this. And we have not been taught how to rule and reign on this earth right now. We were taught escapism, compartmentalization, and to neglect our flesh. It is all spirit. It is about angels, and it's about the demonic. And when you die, you'll get, you'll get all the mysteries. And that is not the gospel. There's nothing in the gospel that says that. Nothing. Amen? Okay. Sorry, you guys. It's 845. Does it make sense? <laughs> I certainly can. <laughs> Does this 
help at least with the review of that this has always been the foundation. This was presented prior to the feast conversations. So when I'm coming in, laying the hammer down about feasts, I'm under the impression that we understand that we are seated with him and learning about what he did on this earth. Because he governed on, <laughs> Yeshua is our example. He is the father. And he obeyed the law. If you're exempt, then you think you're greater than him. And I'm sorry, you're at least equal. That's it. <laughs> you are not greater. <laughs> right? He had to. He had to obey. And I need us to understand this. Now, this is one of those, I'm going to go there. No, I'm not. But this is for later. If we don't understand some of these earthly laws that he gave us, then we won't understand what he brought meaning to. I gave an example at podcast night about the seats and what was happening when he was restoring people to their position because we've missed what he was obeying. He obeyed his own father's instructions, which is why it's so powerful, because he brought it meaning. What's for later is if you don't understand the laws about divorce, then you do not understand why he died. Okay? If we are the bride, and I am Mrs. Christ, right now, not when I die, but right now, there is a marriage supper. And if I do not understand what the earthly law says about divorce, then I do not understand what he even died for to give me access to this. I do not know restoration. I don't understand restoration. I don't believe in restoration because it's a free gift. And he freely died. Why did he, let me say this, he had to die to obey his own law. And we don't know that as Christians. We think one day randomly he decided to die because he just loved you so much. He had to die or else the bride could not be remarried. Because only death, if death did not happen, you would still be an adulteress. And you would not be allowed to be remarried. You would not be allowed to go to the marriage supper. He obeyed his own law, even in his death. Not just because he wore teat seats, but even in his own death, he obeyed his own law. And that is something that has been robbed from us that we do not get. And so that's why I call it the great deception. Because we don't know the story. That's for later. But I'm just saying, if I don't lay a foundation for us to understand the laws, then when I say something as crazy as that, then we won't get like, well, what does that matter? We're seated in high places. <laughs> because he, fu he fulfilled and brought meaning to his own instructions.